0: Lock
1: on. 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 on on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today as always is Laney McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landed, how you doing, buddy?
0: Man, like I, it's it, it. I've had a hard time trying to figure out like how to appropriately respond and open uh, this whole segment without also waking up my sleeping child in the next <laughs> room. So uh, uh, I deleted explosive explosion. I, I mean. <sighs> This is this happening is so far outside. I mean, first of all, I guess I would be angry if I wasn't so happy about the pick that we spent months and months talking about all <laughs> kinds of different prospects of the defensive guys, pass rushers, cornerbacks, you know, trade back options, all this stuff, and then that's part of the draft process, uh, and right? Then, and then to have it all unf- undone by the fact that this. You know, top ten worthy player fell all the way to us at seventeen, and, and for us to get CD Lamb, it's the most excited I've been about a Cowboys first round pick since Des.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well, here's the thing: I feel like we did an adequate job of at least talking about the scenario of CD Lamb. I, I can remember most we did times talk about this podcast. Yeah, yeah we, did. yeah, we we said, listen, if if CD Lamb is on the board. Do you take them? Do you trade away? Um, you know, We at least discussed those options. And I think every time that we did, our final answer was, no, you don't trade away from an elite player like that. You sit there and you take them. It, it, you don't draft for need. And you know how refreshing it is to see the Cowboys actually do that? Uh, yeah. Jerry Jones in his press conference today said uh, they had three different trade offers for pick number 17. But CeeDee Lamb was just too good of a player. He was the number six player on their board. And they decided to hang in there and pick him. Uh, Mike McCarthy said uh, every time that they did a simulation, he wasn't there. And uh, the, going into today, they, they kind of cast their votes of who they wanted to pick at 17. And McCarthy said, i changed change my vote if, if, if C.D. Lamb is there. And it kind of sounded like they laughed it off. But, uh, I, I, Lane, I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am about the pick for a bunch of different reasons. We can get him into it. First of all, he's a fantastic player. But I also think it tells you a little bit about the new era of the Dallas Cowboys and how they might be approaching how to win football games and how to draft your team. So, uh, so many, so many things to get into. Let's start with the player. Yeah. C.D. Lamb, what did you see on tape? How does he fit into the Cowboys' offense?
0: Well, you know, I think the great thing about him is he has tons and tons of experience in the slot. But, he, you know, he's he's versatile. He can definitely play inside and outside. Uh, but I think immediately both him and Cooper have the ability to play in the slot. So you're going to see them all moving around heavily, I would imagine. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, we, You know, just to kind of review, we talked about he's kind of slinky, kind of lanky body with some room to grow. But he's, I mean... He's physical with the ball in his hands. He runs his routes aggressively. He has body control and hands that are unbelievable. He's going to make some incredible catches. Um, He's been doing it forever. I mean, you go back to his Nike spark camps. I mean, I think I've seen highlights of him versus uh, Akuda, if I'm not mistaken, like Nike top 50. uh, He had
1: 800 yards and seven touchdowns as a freshman.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, and, and he's done it with. What, three different quarterbacks now too all three different of, quarterbacks right? uh all of them Heisman candidates and two winners so um you know I well, think well and I think
1: uh, he was a big reason why those guys ended up being Heisman trophies yeah winners,
0: that's right? my point that's my point yeah <laughs> it was yeah of course I mean I think those are great players and nothing against them but I mean I think this is a guy who has been a transcendent player at the position throughout high school throughout college uh, it's it stands the reason that he is going to be uh, an insane talent at, at at seventeen, and honestly, I, I mean, I don't, I can't even fathom, like I still can't believe it. I don't, I don't understand why he fell at all. Like I just doesn't make any. Like I, I haven't heard any reports afterwards. I haven't heard anything. You know, sometimes you'll come out and this will happen. There'll be like a medical thing or uh, an off the field mm-hmm. issue. Uh, I I I just can't believe how incredibly lucky the Cowboys were tonight. They rolled, they rolled, you know, they rolled it all, and they just got all the all the money reaped it in it in a way that I, I don't know that any of us could have predicted, frankly, and none of us did really.
1: No, it, I mean, it just ended up being the the dream scenario for the Cowboys. As for Lamb, I think he is walking into. Arguably the best situation possible, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, if, if you're looking at negatives for for him, Big 12 receivers typically do take a little bit longer to, to transition into the NFL uh, just because the, the kind of coverage and offensive style that they play in that conference uh, doesn't always translate well. But Lamb has come into a situation now where he's going to be the number three receiver uh, probably at best in his rookie year. They're going to ease him into the field. He's not going to be forced to be covered by uh, number one, you know, cornerbacks. Uh, I think of it, you know, if he would have went to the Raiders at pick number twelve, which was certainly something they considered, he instantly is expected to be the number one receiver on that team. Uh, for Dallas, uh, he's going to be the number three guy, maybe even the number four option in the passing game. You know, depending on what they think of Blake Jarwin. So he's going to be in a great situation where they're not going to have to lean on him. Uh, they can kind of ease him into the offense. And I think, uh, obviously, they're going to want to get him, you know, learning all the receiver spots, but it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, kind of limited him early on. But um, what what are kind of your expectations for Lamb as a rookie? Like, what, what do you anticipate his role being?
0: I, I mean, I imagine pretty heavy usage. I think, you know, he's a first round pick. He's a talented player. I mean, I, I, I think this is a thing that You know, it. I think it changes your plans. You know, when Mm, when a player when a player like this falls to you, I think you know maybe you are you know when Cobb leaves, you're you're trying to figure out if you're gonna what what kind of level of talent you're gonna be able to get as a third receiver in the draft. I think you generally plan to give a a person maybe in the you know the third or fourth round, depending on how it falls for you on the first two days. And suddenly, you walk out of day one with the best player at the position and and probably a you know top ten pick at the position. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not not where you picked him, but I mean, of value. And and I think it it makes you kind of reevaluate how you're going to deploy your offense because now suddenly you have somebody worth kind of altering the plan for.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's the biggest thing. I think McCarthy is going to do a great job of. Uh, figuring out ways to get all three of those guys on the field and in situations that are beneficial to, to all three of those guys. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys drafting strategy. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Lamb. We're Lamb. <laughs> <see>, i <I'm> already. What are we calling you, Lamb? anyways? All right, Landon. Um, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about C.D. Lamb. That's where I was going Bleh. over the next few months. Um, but as we're going into day two of the draft, how do you respond to the people that maybe are questioning this pick a little bit? I've seen some pushback on Twitter uh, for people saying the Cowboys needed to address their defense. Uh, you know, they, they had talented defenders available on the board. Uh, but they decided to go receiver. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I I, I would generally agree. You know, I think we all d- 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 talked about how uh, uh, you know taking an offensive player. I mean, really taking anything other than a cornerback kind of doesn't help line up your your what you want to need pick later. But that's what makes this kind of so perfect is that mm-hmm. not only did we get Ceedee Lamb, but the rest of the board fell in such a way that no safeties have been taken yet the corner quarterback, some cornerbacks have taken off the board but frankly the guy that we didn't want or at least I didn't want AJ Tarrow felt you know was picked at 16 which really gave you the
1: the, yeah, the go oh ahead yeah. so
0: uh, you know I think Tyron uh, uh Diggs is in, is still on the on the uh, tri- I'm getting all these names Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon yep. Diggs is, is is still on the board uh, Xavier McKinney like I said all the all the safeties are still there so there's still at least uh I don't know, like three to four other corners. I feel like you could you can oh, draft yeah. it and, and make a difference. Uh, I think at this point, you you and I were kind of hashing it out before, and you know, I was I was you know working it with you and trying to figure out. Well, you know, do they trade up from fifty one to kind of you know take advantage of this? And like you pointed out, look, I mean, look at all the people that are still on the board. You, you can mm-hmm. wait ten picks before we have to even decide anything because it, it just feels like not only did the Cowboys get you know someone that they could never even hope for at 17, but the rest of the board fell in such a way and, and, and even will continue tomorrow to, to fall in such a way that the the Cowboys may have
1: another really good option fall to them right in their lap. It, well, okay, there, let's we've got a lot of things to talk about in this pod. It's going to be hard to fit it all into a 30-minute podcast, but yeah. uh, we'll get to the players left on the board. But one of the reasons why I think This situation makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys, and you actually saw it tonight. When you draft a receiver at 17, right, that's a spot that we were thinking the Cowboys were going to need to address probably in the second or third round, right? And I've been trying to tell people on Twitter over the last couple weeks, yes, this is a really deep receiver class, but I don't think you're going to love the players that are going to be at 51 and 82, and I've been trying to emphasize that, and that's why I talked about Christian Kirk last week. Now going into day two of the draft, how many receivers that are gonna be at fifty one? Let's say the Cowboys would have taken somebody somebody else at you know seventeen, do you actually like at fifty two? Because Jalen Rager's gone, Brandon Ayuk is gone, I'm convinced Denzel Mims is gonna be off the board oh, here yeah, pretty sure. soon. Yeah. So you're looking at maybe KJ Hamler, maybe at fifty one. I mean, that's well, not somebody I like. And what and what you're doing now is Every time an yeah. offensive player goes off the board from seven from pick eighteen on, all that does is push good players down the board. So I was loving it sitting sitting in my living room watching this draft and seeing oh, there's Jalen Rager gone, there's Justin Jefferson gone, well, there's uh, Brandon I They just those guys just kept pushing good defenders down the board. It's
0: and and the thing is is that you know and that's really the difference in the extra amazing bonus in taking Lamb over Chase on is that if you take chase on then the board probably doesn't fall that way right you you're you're, no, you're, nope. you're chasing wide receivers and and there and you, the, a lot of them are going to be going in your sweet spot you've now like you said converted all those people that are drafting offense any offense player at this point uh to on your side because they're just pushing all the defensive talent back down to you at, 50, mm-hmm. at 51 and 82 so yeah i mean to say like i i, I honestly I'm I'm struggling to come up with a scenario at least just pure draft luck wise that could have turned out as as, as positive as oh, as it yeah. has so far. It's it's they have basically threaded the needle of good luck at this point because I mean like you said the who they got the way that it affects the draft board from here on out at least through the next two rounds and the way that the draft board has fallen, uh, it just really sets things up for. Uh, I mean, what's already been a fantastic draft to really finish yeah. to really also finish strong as well.
1: Um, now the Cowboys obviously have a pick at fifty-one. Uh, tomorrow starts day two of the draft. Again, we're recording this late Thursday night. Um, wide receiver still available: Denzel Mims, Lavisca Chanel, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, K.J. Hamler. If I had to bet on it, I'll bet three of those guys are gone before the Cowboys pick in the next round. Um, And that's going to be important because if three, four, five of those guys go on top of three, four running backs, uh, the, the, just the sheer talent on defense is going to be incredible. And again, if the Cowboys are set on just improving their defense and not necessarily pigeonholing spots, they can just wait at 51 and take the best guy that's available there. And you're going to get a really good player. Now, Maybe, maybe it'll be a safety rather than a corner, and maybe uh, you, would, you would rather have the corner there, but you're going to get a really quality player. Um, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about some of those options that Cowboys could be looking at at Pick 51. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color Blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer, offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code NFL, just pay $5 of shipping Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon. Um, before we came on the podcast, uh, I made a list of oh, what, six guys uh that I'm kind of targeting uh for the Cowboys or at least looking at. Um here here's the guys that I'm kind of narrowing down. Uh Zach Vaughn, I mean, geez, if 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 you if Zach Vaughn's within ten picks, I'm going to get him. Uh, I, even another one. I, I really like Yuter Grossmotos. Now, uh, I thought 17 was a little rich. I thought 25 was kind of the range. If we get into the 30s, early 40s, I, I think that's a really good gamble to take. Um, we could also go to the safeties. McKinney and Delpit are both there. Yep. Uh, you know, we maybe think they like McKinney better than Delpit. Again, if he's there in the 40s, that's something you know somebody would be interested in. Uh, Trevon Diggs is another one. Uh, that's a corner that we think this this team likes quite a bit. So, what other names should we kind of put out there that the Cowboys could be interested in?
0: Terrell Lewis, Josh, Josh Uche, Epinesa. Uh, could they even
1: trade down? I mean, if they have three or four of these guys on the board that they like, is it possible they even trade down?
0: I think. I mean, it. it the, the only thing I would say is that. They would really have to feel confident about a cornerback that they could get in the third round. Because uh, the, the thing is, is that when I look at all of these names, uh, and you mentioned some good ones, it's a pass rushers. We, I mean, has Aquara been taken yet? Have we, have we talked about nope. him? Yeah. And nope. I, I, there's some guys left who could be pass rushers. My concern is that how many more of these cornerbacks do you like to come in and make a difference this mm-hmm. year? Because that's really what you need. So. You know, is Trayvon Diggs the only guy? Is you know, do you like Fulton enough for that? Uh, I mean, maybe that's a good name. Yeah, Fulton's a good one. I mean, Johnson's. I think it doesn't sound like maybe they're interested in, but you know, like I think outside of that, I don't know. Like I think things become a little bit more murky. Yeah, I mean, I think I like all these guys. I just think that my only concern is that I that the need a cornerback specifically. Mm-hmm. is going to get in the way at some point. So unless you have a plan for a Robinson or a Pride in the third round, which maybe they do. I've heard that. I think that maybe. they've talked to Pride. I think that they, you know. Or so maybe
1: maybe they, they just feel like they have three corners that they feel good about and they're not going to reach on that position right now.
0: If that's the case, then, then they're really sitting pretty. Because if they don't, oh, if, yeah. I, I, yeah. Mean, my, I mean, all this is based on the hypothesis that they, you know. They need to add talent at the top. If they think that they can go out and either trade for a guy or sign uh, uh, Kirkpatrick and then roll sure. with this yeah. group that they've got, which, you know, I mean, if you add some more pass rush, you blitz a little bit more, you get a little more creative. Or if you improve your
1: safeties. Yeah. Or if you improve your safeties, yeah. right? If, you, if it's Xavier Woods and Xavier McKinney as your safeties next year, maybe corner's not as big of a need. I mean, I, I, I disagree. I think it's still a need. But it's not as big of a need if if a player like McKinney is there over, let's say, you know, I don't know, give me a third round corner. I mean, uh, you know, Rob- Reggie Robinson, Robinson or, or, or
0: like, yeah, like I, I mean, said, Pryor. I think Robinson and Pryor are really point. the guys that, that, that I would look at that round. But yeah. Can,
1: can I give you another little cornerback yeah. nugget before yeah. we get? I, I've heard this team likes Ashton Davis a little bit at corner. Interesting.
0: You know, yeah. I, I think that that's, that's you know, that makes a lot of sense. My whole issue with him has been, I think, I don't think he's a physical enough player to play in the box, or at least I think his angles are, are, are off. But I also don't think he's instinctual enough to play. I've had concerns about where his position is, but but if he's if they think about you know putting him in at safety, I mean I'm sorry, at corner. Yeah, it makes a little bit more. That sense. makes a little bit more sense, especially if you're talking about the kind yeah. of coverages that we're, that they might be playing. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 interesting, interesting nugget there. Uh,
1: I, I think if the Cowboys don't want to panic at corner, it wouldn't surprise me if like Cam Dantzler is there in the third round for them. You know, like that that wouldn't be that surprising. And maybe maybe the forty scared teams off enough, but maybe that's somebody in the third round that you're willing to gamble with. I, Listen, I, I'm just Burgess. I, I'm I'm thrilled with the talent that's available yeah. right now for him. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's the thing I can't get over is, it, I mean, if they want a defensive tackle, let's say they, you know, they think they want to beef up that defensive line, uh, Justin Matabuke is there. We both like him a, uh, quite a bit. I know a lot of people like Ross Blacklock uh, from TCU. I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, but we know they like Marlon Davidson. Uh, that's kind of an intriguing mm-hmm. inside outside player at 303 pounds. Jordan, so. Jordan
0: Elliott's still around. In, Jordan Elliott. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: he's more of a third rounder yeah. for me. But but again, just an overwhelming uh, amount of talent. I mean, so, Epinesa, uh,
0: Epinesa at, the, at that point at 51. Okay, I'll take a look. I'll take a look <laughs> at Epinesa for at 51.
1: What do you do with that, Vanessa, If you draft him, I think in, you. I, I think you.
0: I think he loses some weight. You know, I. The, the, I don't, you think he loses
1: weight or gains some weight? Because I, th- I almost think he gains weight and plays like a five technique when you well, when he you go was, to some of those three he, four. He had
0: like l- more body fat percentage on his body than Weaver did. I saw some tweet. That really? was, I saw some tweet that was really? talking about how his, the pod results came back in like. One of them had like 22, and one of them had like 24, and or something, or maybe it was 18 and 19. I can't, I'm, and I'm maybe butchering the numbers, but it was like, I think that the point was that Epinesa may have had some bad weight that he's play, he's been playing with. So if he either can, mm-hmm. can convert that to muscle or and or just kind of tone down a little bit and maybe play kind of a Sam or something like I just a, a DPR or something. I don't know. I I, I mean I like there's things about him that I like. I just I don't know that. I I, I'm I'm confused on where to play him as well, but I think at 51, I can figure it out.
1: I feel like if we had like seven more picks of information, we would have a really good feel of where Dallas was going in this next round. Right? Like if you told me what the next seven picks were, I feel like we're going to have a pretty good guess of, uh, the direction the Cowboys are going to go because, uh, we'll, we'll know which players are, you know, which corners are maybe off the board or which ones are still there. But, um, let's, let's, uh, We'll make a prediction at pick fifty one and then maybe talk about what the Cowboys might do later on at, at pick eighty two. So who do you think the Cowboys will ultimately end up with here at fifty one?
0: I think that Diggs makes it to him. I, I mean I, I think because I think Fulton somebody will take Fulton and and, and I, mm-hmm. I I think that there is somebody will will take Fulton and not see the potential that Diggs has and I think the Cowboys end up taking him at 51. Um, yeah, I just that's my thought. Or, or you know, there's also Jalen Johnson. I mean, not everyone's gonna fail Jalen Johnson probably yeah. so he can yeah. get picked. and so yeah, I, I think that, I think that Diggs falls to 51.
1: Yeah, I think that's a if there's one player I would have to guess, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I do think um, the defensive tackles are going to be intriguing for Dallas. Uh, I'm not sure about Justin Matabuke. Uh, but maybe Ross Blacklock, maybe that's somebody that they're interested in. But he feels a little bit more like Tristan Hill. Um, we know they like Marlon Davidson quite a bit, and that's somebody who, you know, could play. You know, maybe in a four-three and a three-four, you can move him around. Uh, he's a team captain. You know, he's the the coaches speak really highly of him. Went to the senior bowl and performed well there. So I think he's somebody they need to that they're going to consider. So um i'll make that my pick i i think i'll I'll go marlon davidson uh and then in the third round landon what are we looking for because that was really the the round that we kind of pigeonholed a receiver right we were talking about Van jefferson kj hill how do you expect them to attack the third round do you think a linebacker is still in play do you think maybe they could try to draft an edge rusher we've heard kind of whispers that they like darnell taylor from tennessee what are you thinking there
0: yeah, I mean, I think things get opened up a ton more now. I mean, if you can get digs or someone at 51, um, you know, I think if you—it it depends. If you get a cornerback or a defensive back at, at, at 51, it frees up you up to kind of do whatever falls to you at 82. I think if you don't— I, I kind of
1: feel like safety might be the spot at 82, right?
0: I, well, I mean, that's what I was going to say is I think if you don't, yeah. then if, you, if you're not getting one of these corners, which— Maybe at that point you're not getting the bang for your bucket corner. Maybe you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to get a guy that's going to be better than Chidobi or or even Brown or or Lewis. You know, so maybe you do turn your eyes to more of a an inside out safety type. And if you're going to do that, then again we keep bringing them up. Burgess, I think you, that's mm. the name yep. for me. If if you're not going to get a, a a defensive back at at fifty one, if if you luck out and, and Zach Bond falls to you, right? Or, or if you decide to get oh Uche or Can you imagine
1: or... a draft with CD Lamb, Zach Bond, and Terrell Burgess? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, again, the d- deleted expletive is it, yeah is one hundred percent in the most positive way, not negative. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I'm 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 very excited about hearing. it. Uh, oh my gosh! So yeah. if that happens, you still can you know kind of maybe get a, an upgrade in the back end, maybe another you know a, a Xavier Woods part two. And, and, and plug him oh and gosh. plug Terrell Burgess back there and, and, you know, see what he can
1: do. I think, I do think the middle to late third round is where you're going to see a lot of value at safety. Again, there's not been a safety off the board yet. Yeah. And uh, there's eight safeties. I really like in this class between McKinney, Chin, Duggar, Delpit, Ashton Davis, Winfield, Burgess. Uh, we know Dallas likes Kenny Robinson quite a bit, uh, the XFL players. So Will there be eight safeties drafted before the Cowboys pick at 82? Maybe. Maybe the Cowboys make a small move from 82 to 75 to go get one of those guys. Uh, Something to monitor. Last thing before we go, just a general NFL draft question. Uh, What was your favorite pick of the night outside of CeeDee Lamb? All right,
0: real quick. First, can we just stop for a second and and give some applause to a much maligned NFL and yes yeah. it was good it was it, it good, was it, was good. good it was good they did a great job there was not yeah. very many problems they handled the technical issues well yeah. and on a human level everyone did their jobs i thought it was really well done so oh yeah uh, uh you were asking what was my favorite pick outside of that i, I, I think yeah um man I, I i you you give me yours and, and i'll I'm, I'm so focused well, on cd lamb that uh, it,
1: it didn't feel like oh, got, uh, there was many reaches I got one. Go ahead. I got one. Go ahead. Jedrick
0: Willis at ten. Yeah, that's the one I have. I too. mean, yep. dude, like first of all, Giants, way to screw that up. Um, I mean, I don't know. Andrew yeah. Thomas is fine, but he to me, I I would prefer. I mean, he's the fourth guy in that list for me. I, yeah, I, I got I, it. I, and Wills, I think, is no, no. I he was the guy that I was the most afraid of them drafting.
1: Mm-hmm. um so we actually talked about it on the pod we did we would a worst no, case scenario for our division rivals and that's the one we put out there so.
0: him and simmons would, would have been pretty awful so for them to take thomas way to go giants thank you um so i would say willis i, mean, I just think that's that's a slam dunk pick at 10 it's exactly what you need and you got the best player i mean it's it's very similar to the cowboys spot you know except they the Browns needed tackles way more than the Cowboys needed a wide receiver, and they but they got the best player probably in the draft that fell to them at ten mm-hmm. at a tackle, which is pretty rare.
1: Yeah, that was mine. Um, I'll also say Patrick Queen going to the Ravens at forty-eight. Uh, that, that, I mean, excuse me, twenty-eight. Uh, I thought he was the best linebacker in the class, and when you put him on a team with just, I mean, just Behemoths up front with you know Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams. Uh, They're going to keep him clean and let him run sideline to sideline. He's going to be a star in Baltimore. So I I love the Patrick Queen pick. Didn't have to move up. Seattle, what are you doing? Taking Jordan? I I don't think To
0: me, the worst one, I don't know. I I think no one's talking about it because maybe it's just kind of benign. But San Francisco's draft I thought was awful. Like, getting Javon Kinlaw at 14, first of all, thank goodness they did. That really opened things up for us. Yeah, it Kinlaw is fine, but I, I think with all the hip worries and everything that you're hearing, getting him at 14 might be a little bit rich and felt like they were reaching for a need after trading away a defensive tackle. Yeah. And then yeah. they trade back in. They took take all their resources that they have left, and now they're done for the whole thing. And they trade back up, and they get Brandon Ayuk, who I like, but I think there was like three other wide receivers I probably would have taken oh, yeah. before him. And there's lots of places later on in the draft for you to get a guy that, you know, can have similar skill set at maybe like a third the cost. I, I, I don't really I, –
1: I, I don't get it. For yeah.
0: being a smart front office, you know, I, I, they do things sometimes that just don't make sense to me.
1: Um, Last one I have to mention. Uh, Jordan loved the Green Bay Packers. Oh, man. Thank you for doing that pick. <laughs> that was just – Thank you so much. That was just fun. I, I,
0: that was just fun. I loved it. Just <laughs> just to think about Aaron Rodgers and what he saw um, when that pick came yeah. through.
1: The Green Bay is in a championship window now with their quarterback. And what do they do? They draft a quarterback that not a lot of people like in this class. So uh, that makes me really happy.
0: Hashtag McCarthy did nothing wrong.
1: I agree. I I, I completely agree. Um, But it's about time the Packers start looking for a quarterback. They haven't had a good one in a while. Hey-oh! Yeah, well, when you average less than 7.5 yards a time for the last six seasons, you're not very good. Mm. All right, that is it for today's podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, Make sure you're following Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy day two and day three of the draft. We will be back on Sunday afternoon for a new podcast. We will see you then.